platoon. All right, pusho, pusho, show the Pope. Holy, Nick's sporting his beer over there. He literally poured himself two glasses. I didn't think I'm he wanted another one of this I'm free will techno. I actually didn't idiot. mind it that much when it was dead. Do you, you want, want some? <laughs> do you want my glass? No, I'm not no. drinking it. <laughs> I actually enjoyed it. I didn't think it was that bad. It was will when it was, I was like gonna open you nice a nice dated. like post show beer and you're pouring the not that bad beer. Well, I, I, that's why. Well, the reason why I brought two of them, I don't want to go home with one beer, so I figured I'd polish it off oh, real okay, quick. Okay, but I was gonna open a bourbon barrel aged barley wine. Let's do for it you to taste. Oh my god, don't check that, please. <laughs> I wanted to, to play this song can, can you because... You don't have, I have my own keys that has the same key <laughs> on my key <laughs> I am fist pumping. you got to say that because you're on radio. They were kind of mentioned... <laughs> they, they were kind of mentioned on the show, and I figured, well, this is just a, a wonderful tribute. If I showed you my nipple right now, would you be disturbed? Yes. Yeah. Shouldn't I be? <laughs> I, I was listening to some Steel Panther, and they were like, I was laughing my ass off. They were very, very funny. They're great. They funny. Yeah. I mean, you need to see them live. Like, but I, I don't know. If it, it was more fun just to listen to them, I think, on my own. It, it, it was fun to play them like at, at our... This uh, is off their new album. This? No. This is not Steel Panther. Oh, it sounds like it. I was going to say, because I don't know it. That's why I thought maybe this is their new album, because I don't know it. No, this is this is Nelson. Uh, <laughs> it's very Steel Panther. Yeah, except exactly. With... <laughs> it's, it's it's so... I mean, they do such a great job of parodying right, yeah. metal. Yeah, but, I, but like, I, I, I played it for the guys at our Thanksgiving game thing, and people were just cracking up, because the lyrics are just so... Um... They're so funny. I forget They're what, so good. I forget which. I need to find the song because it was so funny. Like they seriously put on one of the best concerts I've ever seen in my life. Like absolutely, hands down, one of the best, most entertaining performances. Oh yeah, Poontang Boomerang. You heard that song? <laughs> I have all their albums except for their newest one. Okay. That I know. I don't know if it came out yet. So this or... song is is fantastic. Cheers. Aaron, do you want it? Okay. What is this? Bur- bourbon Barrel Gratitude. <laughs> what album is this from? This must- Is this their new one? Lower the Bar? Yeah, that's their new album. Holy shit, 11.4%. This is the 2015 version. Was that their 10th anniversary? Yeah. It's like caramel uh, Yeah. Light. Um, not as bourbon as I expected it. Can we play this at our wedding? No. <laughs> this is your bridal dance, right? <laughs> what about, um... <laughs> I'm not going gay, but Boomerang Wang is even worse, they say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is off their newest album. I don't have this one. <laughs> Do you have um? What's that great Steel Panther out song that I absolutely love? It has. I, the, I have them all here. There, so. There's so many. Like I mean, Darcy blows. They Black have girl is such a good song. One time it came like I, I just had Amazon Music. You know, I had Alexa playing it, and they just did a straight cover of Don't Stop Believing. I was like, skip. <laughs> Well, they started out as a Van Halen tribute band in Los Angeles. But Don't Stop Believing is Journey. I know. But, like, they started, that's how this band started out. Like, early 2000s, they were nothing besides a Van Halen tribute band. Which makes sense, because he sounds like David Lee Roth. But, like, uh, 
I mean, come on. What's Oklahoma Girl is like one of the greatest songs of all time. <laughs> These guys are bad, man. They're so good. <laughs> Oh, this was a good song, I believe. It made me laugh. Uh, this is off. Yeah, I have this album. This is off of uh, what, Balls you, Out. Yeah, yeah, Balls Out. That's the second album. I don't want to. I want to say the the name of the song because it gives it away. Yeah, this this is the second. Uh, I mean, the second song, uh, album by them. You can really see the like how much effort they're putting into making it like eighties or nineties. They're great musicians yeah. too. Sounds like David Lee Roth skyscraper album. Well, that's what I mean. Like they, you can see them being a Van Halen tribute band originally. I think this was the second song on that CD. If you wanna be like Tiger Woods, <laughs> I mean, this song is perfect for when it came out because that was like 2013, 2012. Yeah. When that all those scandals came uh-huh. out with him, like it was a perfect time. Yeah, like almost South Parky, and then it's like it was very South Parky because it was just perfectly timed. And that whole album is brilliant. Like I said, they are fantastic musicians, hands down. The guy who plays the character Satchel, I forget what his actual name is, but like they were like Kiss for the longest time, to where you didn't know what their real names Uh were. And like I know Satchel was married with like a wife and like two kids, but he always plays like this whole thing like I'm this single motherfucker, like because it's a character. Yeah, no, and, and I loved like watching them on Fish Center where, where they would they put on you know they put on a show. So like, I, I I know that their shows must be good because they put on a great show just on that little. They're absolutely thing. brilliant. I remember um, I've like seen one them of the guys twice. always looking at himself in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's the bass player. I yeah. forget his name because it's been really so long since I've listened to them, but. uh... Like, when I saw them, I saw them twice um, when I was really into them around, like, 2011 through, like, 2013, when I was super, super into them. And uh, I remember just seeing them at, like, a a venue called Stage E in Pittsburgh, and uh, I remember a security guard just being, like, I don't know, or some, like, 80s band, like, completely against them, like, I don't fucking know who these guys are, and he was dying because it's like a comedic gimmick and then a song uh-huh. and then a comedic act and then a song and then a comedic act so kind of like a weird out type thing kind of yeah, yeah absolutely but it i mean it's just brilliant how they like play into this idea and the way they use comedy within this exploitation of 80s sex drugs and rock and roll i mean really brilliant guys and then when you listen to their music though and you actually watch their musicianship I mean Satchel has fantastic technique one of the like, fantastic fucking guitar player absolutely brilliant what he does this is the guy who knows guitar yeah sort of <laughs> he's absolutely brilliant I burped what he does, like uh... two hot burps during that so it's <laughs> like whoa whoa what's going on what was that um Sam Adams beer that you we had that was that you keep secret utopias no 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 he's talking about uh, the the cosmic mother funk i've had that though because now they're distributing that yeah Mm -hmm. we keep secret no it was one that you would only allow certain guests to have no we allow any guests to have it utopia have you had utopias utopia that's That's, what i'm talking about yeah not cosmic mother funk utopia the one that's like a fine Fancy, yep. yeah, yeah, I had yeah, that before. yeah. How many bottles do you have of that? So, oh, we only have we have two. two. One is saving for when the 2008 is on super tight allotment, uh, allotment. or 2007 is on super tight right. allotment, and the 2015 is on tight allotment. <laughs> you guys have tasted it, yep. So, you're not tasting it again, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to taste it again. Was, Why not? No, I was, I mean, was asking because right, like, I, I couldn't remember I think the name. Mentally, I knew that it was so the much. The 2017 alcohol, just, just came like, out. You, don't like you guys, this. did you get a? Give me bottles of that. 
I, no, I really I think you like it. Was, but I think no, I did. I didn't taste like huh. straight alcohol. No, it does. Like that's, that, that's the interesting thing. Is, it's like 20, that's one thing I've been five, 27%, like and it tastes kind of like a smooth yeah, candy it, it bar. Yeah, it tasted almost. really smooth. Yeah. But like, I feel like in my head, I'm like, <laughs> this is a lot of friggin' alcohol. You can't If I gave you 20 bucks, would you give it? Give me a sip. Why? Don't do it. No. Thank you. Thank you. I'll give you anything else in the cellar back here, but no, that's gotta we gotta portion that out to people who haven't had it. Yeah. Exactly. Damn it. Be greedy. You know, uh, it's not like we get that often, and you know, we have to kind of you know. Twenty bucks was a good offer. No, it, 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 it's almost market. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you know how much that that cost? Two hundred. <laughs> that bottle is like two hundred bucks. I know it is. I uh, know. I, I mostly two ounce just... samples this year, this year at the beer hive were like twenty three dollars. So, oh, I, I I pretty much just wanted uh, the ask what the name was. That's all Utopias. I really wanted. Yeah, Utopias. Because I couldn't remember. Because all I could like remember was cosmic, cosmic motherfucker. Well, that's good. You let me. You didn't let me keep a bottle. Uh, uh, the empty bottle of that, did you? I don't remember the Utopias. No. Yeah. Do you no. have any empty bottles? No. No. <laughs> Damn it. We don't need any more empty bottles sitting on our shelf. That is something I am proud of and would love to stick there and be like, ha ha, you haven't drank that. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, this is fantastic radio. Um, uh, that's good, yeah. Oh, this is the best song to remember for free pouring alcohol. Oh yeah, you told me that story. Yeah, this is the best song. It's, it's the rhythm, the right? Yeah, if, as long as you remember that pulse. Four beats Two, three, four. is a one ounce pour. Six beats is one and a half ounce pour. So just eight ah, beats ah, is a two ounce ah, pour. Ah, ah. Done. That's how I do it. Mm-hmm. And I did it, and uh, I got complimented on my free pours before because of it, because I just sat there. Whether you're a brother, whether you're a mother, you're staying alive. Like I, I, I absolutely like this song is the best thing for it. And what was really funny was I was talking to one of our uh, um, SPs, and I was saying to him, I was like, dude, if because he was practicing free pours, and I was like, if you remember this song, you'll be brilliant on your free pours. And he started laughing, and he's like, that was like someone on uh, some some uh, TV show that was like. If you remember how to give CPR, always remember the song. Yes, no, I, yeah, yes, I do. Remember, I do. I remember hearing that. That staying alive is the beat you should do. Staying alive. And Stay you'll, alive. you'll remember how to d- d- do CPRs, and we were laughing about it, but he did it, and it seemed to work because I mean that's just what it is. I mean it's it's a good pulse for what those things are, and every single time I do free pours and I practice my free pours uh, pretty consistently, like I, I'm pretty decent on what they are. They're always within the regulated area. What's two ounces? Is that... Well, uh, four beats is going to be one ounce. Six beats is going to be one and a half. And then eight beats is going to be two ounces. So, um, but there's a little, like, dotted red line between, like, the actual designated line. And those are basically, like, your buffer zone. You have to be within those two to be perfect. Because not everything's going to be perfect between the tilt and the pull away, so you're always like slightly off, unless you're genius. Uh, yeah. I don't. It's been pretty fun. Like since I started working at this company, I've been learning so so much. And I'm, I'm really happy because I mean you've been telling me about it. And it's awesome. Yeah, like I, I like the most I've learned so much within the past three months, and I think it's more of just a motivation thing. Because I'm just like, every time I drink something now, I'm just like Googling what's in it, what's this, what should I be tasting, kind of like aspect of things. And I get it so fresh, so it's like, it helps me really pull what the flavor palette is. However, um, I went to a bar that I wasn't familiar with, and um, I was with a person uh, that I worked with there, and I started drinking something I haven't had, I don't remember what it was. And I guessed the hops. And that was just like my random shit guess. And I Googled it. And I was correct. And I said to myself, I said to him, I was like, oh my God, that will never happen again. But that was awesome. Because they were the most obvious ones. Like, it was Cascade. It's a place to start. 
but that's a good place to start. I, I'm starting to recognize Cascade, and I oftentimes mix up Cascade and Simcoe. They have a similar sure. palette kind of thing. So like, usually if I like the Hopstalker, I didn't have the hops to it before, and I guessed um, Cascade and Centennial actually, because it said a variety of hops on the website it didn't give me the actual hops on it, but then it turned out to be Simcoe and um, one other hop that I can't recall. But I'm still proud of myself to be able to identify certain things like that because six months ago, right. I wouldn't have been able to identify that. But because I've been doing so much practicing and working towards identifying, it's like starting to realize what certain hops taste like. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. And like a beer that I'm absolutely loving and I would love to see more of that I don't see or IPLs. Indian Pale Lagers. I'm loving them. I don't Yeah, fight him. <laughs> you hate them? You need to show me one that's good. Oh, I had the Victory Homegrown. Have you had that? I think so. I think it was not memorable, but I'd have to try it again, I guess. Yeah, the Victory Homegrown I had uh, about two months ago. And it's an IPL brewed with six different hops. It has Chinook, Citra, Mosaic, Centennial, Mosaic, and Azica. And it was fantastic. I absolutely loved it because I thought it was such an adventurous beer because when taps are generally beers are poured colder, around 34 degrees or so at like a certain rest, um, with at least at what they should be poured at is around what they are. So when you start drinking it, you're thinking you're around like mid thirties or so of the temperature. But then when it started growing and started warming up and you got near the bottom of the glass, you had a different beer because those hops started expressing different flavors as, as they warmed up. I thought it was absolutely a fantastic beer. The homegrown is what got me into IPLs. Okay. I'll look for it. I haven't had one that's made any sense. See, I've had a couple IPLs now, and I've just absolutely loved them both. I wanted to show you this neat thing, math-wise. Oh, we're, we're, math. we were talking beer. Yes, I know, but I wanted to show it. <laughs> if you take any angle, right, the angle, the, the equation I put is sine squared of whatever the angle is, plus the cosine squared of whatever the angle is equals one. That sounds like it doesn't make, I mean, like, it, it, you know, it's not intuitive, I suppose, but if you remember your trigonometry, if you don't, it's fine, but I put here a, a unit circle, and I put a little, you know, graph to your shoulder, but look at this. So the sign, I made the angle and I made a little right triangle. So I could do now sine and cosine. And sine is just the opposite over the hypotenuse, if you remember your socotil. So opposite over hypotenuse squared, plus, and cosine is your adjacent side over your hypotenuse. Your pop filter is directly in the way, I can't see anything. Okay. Because <laughs> you're adjacent over hypotenuse, that's your cosine, and that is equal to one. And here's the thing, one is the hypotenuse, because it's a unit circle. So we can take the hypotenuse out and move it to the other side. So we can So we can take this here and move it to here, which makes this one squared. And what we get now is opposite side squared plus adjacent side squared equals hypotenuse squared a squared plus b squared equals c squared Pythagorean theorem. Right there. That's in... why I know that equation. Right. So that's so any cosine the sine of any angle squared plus the cosine of any angle squared equals one is the Pythagorean thing. That's a, a link of trigonometry directly to geometry. That's why I know. Pretty neat. I can tell you all about the theory of Michael Jackson's Billy Jean right now. What is the theory? <laughs> Basically, one, two, three for the chorus. I mean, I'm sorry, the verse. And then you can just look at the, like, the pre-chorus is one, four, one, one, four. And then the chorus is just like... How's that, that a one, theory? Two, 
Well, it's just chord changes. Oh. That's like the, the basic theory behind it. If you're looking at numbers, that, that's all it really well, is. I mean, and then you get a nice little five chord that comes in that reads you back, but you don't really get that five chord until the end of the chorus. So what I wanted to try to describe, and I'm not going to try it today, but... Also, I'm a little buzzed up, so it's really bad to... really buzzed up. Yeah. My, my, <laughs> my goal is to clarify to Jeff what e to the i pi equals one kind of means why it's the most beautiful equation like people call it that and it's really because it links geometry to uh, linear equations and linear algebra it links these two seemingly disparate fields completely by essentially saying that if you take a continuous expansion of this function into the um is the complex plane you just get this circle and what that does is if you think about what happens when you have an oscillation just a harmonic oscillator it just goes up and down right around around some base energy level of zero it's going to go up and down and that's fine now if you move that forward in time you get a sine wave essentially you get some wave and the same thing happens with a circle if you have a circle forward in time you get the very same thing. And what it turns out you're describing is the same thing. You're describing this oscillation. Uh, and the the point of e to the i pi equals zero is you're sort of describing this very oscillation in a geometric way. And, yeah, and so it's like it's this really cool way of mixing these two pieces of math together. And that's why so many mathematicians find it very beautiful. Go to your hotmail. Not a mathematician. Neither am I. I'm a. I, I would tend to, to consider myself more of a physicist, which is you why you are a physicist and you're a genius. I'm not a genius. I'm not at all a genius. You're very intelligent. Uh, I wouldn't even say I'm that. I just I think you're that. worked on that stuff. I just studied for a while. But what I and just plays play one on TV. This thing that I <laughs> that he I just love. Just plays one on TV. <laughs> You know, I mentioned uh, in in the last pre-show or post-show, I think, that, that I don't like numbers. It's a very physicist thing because I'm, I, physicists don't care about numbers so much. They care about, like, how – they care about objects mm-hmm. and how big or, or small objects are compared to one another. But the numbers themselves are kind of meaningless. Uh, mathematicians love numbers. Uh, I just tried to, to look this up, but I don't see it. Let me have a video. No, it shouldn't have been. It should have just been a uh, link to a bit of music. Mm. Bit of music. Yeah. Bit of music. Oh, okay, here we go. Yes, okay. It's opening? Yeah, because uh, I figured if we we're going to continue talking, I might as well plug some rough cut recordings of my music in there. Like, Why? very rough cut. Okay. I haven't played my music on here before, so. It's true. That's, you haven't. No, no. So I just thought, like, hey, we're just listening to music in the background. I might as well play a piece that I'm very proud of. Which piece is it? The Guile. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Eric is much less proud of this piece. I mean, it's a very nice piece. Oh. I just prefer, like, Summer Days in Cape May. Well, that's, we can pull that, that one that, that's, yeah, that's, Send me that one. Yeah, yeah. That's, no, no, we can pull that up on uh, YouTube. But this, I then you can then you can mansplain why it's not this good. That's why. Yeah, right? <laughs> this is this is one of the most proudest pieces I've ever written. I'm so. It is. Proud it is good. This. I just I really like just the covers the summer days. It's it's a the, like I said this is the rough cut, so it's really hard to hear the guitar because it wasn't mixed. Um, the only reason I I've gotten it mixed and mastered, um, I just haven't I don't have them yet because I have yet to pay him. So he actually texted me today going, yo, what's going on? So I'm going to pay him next week. <laughs> it's expensive to get that shit done. Sure. So what would you say is your... Yeah, describe this. Describe this for us. Describe what you like it. Describe what is interesting about it to you. So it's mostly based around melodic minor, uh, which is... And it's in D minor, the saddest of all keys. And those who understand that reference will get it. Um... It, it's spinal tap. Yeah, suck my love bump. That, okay, that is okay. D minor is the science. However, I, I mostly play around the idea of D minor and uh, F major, and I use a lot of key changes within that function 
and go into like B flat 13 and A7 uh, flat 9 and like a lot of chromaticism within it and so this part here is it all improvised and I just love the idea of dissonance right here yeah, okay. extremely okay. dissonant everything is half step away and the musicianship of uh, this performance because this is all live this is in front of an, uh, a pretty uh, decent audience for jazz so I mean I know there's like probably like 150 people maybe there um, for what it is it's actually a pretty decent audience and when it comes to the jazz community but um, uh, what I love so much about it is the musicianship and, hello um, Cleveland uh, it was in Ohio but um <laughs> This is at the Spotlight Theater in uh, Youngstown, Ohio, and um, I I love the musicianship behind it. I keep right. I said that like three times now, but um, it's because we were listening to each other so well. Right here, you hear him playing off of the improvising mm-hmm. of what I am, and what I'm improvising isn't shreddy. It's speaking a melody. It's creating story arc. I like to create, when I'm improvising, I try to create stories that are happening within the music. So I try to, to speak slow lines and build a climatic moment. And you'll start to hear the climax happen about right around here. That's a polyrhythm. Mm-hmm. So what do you say? What am I saying? So Beguile in and of itself is the, the reason why... I, I mean, the title didn't come first. It came secondary to the melody. Um, it came secondary to my mood. And Beguile means to deceive with the intent of love. And the whole premises of it is that the, the, the song primarily is in this melodic minor D throughout, and then it goes to this major of happiness, of stuff that we hear. And here you hear, you can hear this, the idea of the, the, the song going away otherwise, and, the, and things not happening. Like, Greg and I have had this conversation, Aaron and I have had this conversation. I don't believe in love. I don't believe in this true Thing of what love really is I believe it's all a facade it's all a base around what society perceives to be given this idea it's also chemical yeah it's, I mean yeah and, but it's a lot of it's limerence yes a lot of it is this identification sure but there's familiarity lusting. too and there's and there's associations with other things it's a very complicated exactly thing. but um it goes to this super happy state, which you hear when I go to the relative major of F, ma- of F major from uh, mm-hmm. D minor, and I go to its relative state, and you hear that sense of everything is so perfect and everything. So is sort so of the, the pickup line and sort of the 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 um, uh, the initial kind of the the initial phase of going through some sort of courtship, exactly, uh, and then. And the realization of the real world sinking into this bubble that has been created around. Yeah, and 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 that's the premises of the idea for it. it. But it comes at a later state because when you first meet someone and you first start to date someone, it's always at a cautionary situation for the most part. We're always we're always making up these ideas. Unless you're Brian are. Williams and you just take your dick out or whatever. Yeah, or Matt Lauer. <laughs> you might do right. that too. But no, like, not Brian. No, I should say not Brian Williams. <laughs> uh, Brian Williams is the guy that you know, took fire in his helicopter. Right. Yeah. Which now seems like, okay, fine. You, you made up a little you know, sticky thing. Who cares? <laughs> but like, like that's the idea. And here's the major. Oh, yeah. See? Check out my apartment. Hey, it sounds very... Uh-huh. Everything's going so smoothly. Everything's going so well. But then we start to discover who we truly are. And then it starts to change. And things start to... Oh, you don't mold. shave down there? And then... <laughs> oh. You just, like, mystique, mysterious well, kind of idea what? from things. Oh. Yeah. And then at the... What, what, <laughs> what is in this drawer? And then you hear the nice applause of the audience come up here. <laughs> I do want to say this. I'm not a genius because I was really proud of myself for hearing this 
and figuring out what it meant. Because I didn't, I taught myself this stuff. And I heard that this was there. And I figured it out why it was the Pythagorean theorem. So, no, I'm not a genius at all. I just, I was really happy with myself for working through it, and I wanted to express it. Yeah, because you're a genius. You work through it because you're a genius. No, it's that not. Just, that, that just, like, you know, made it, uh, you uh, know, Google search, um, summer days, uh, shit. Summer days. <laughs> well, it's supposed, be, it's supposed to be summer days in Cape May, but I can't remember what the album it's on, uh, called summer days, uh, oh my gosh. What album is it by? Oh, um, Aspire. Yeah, Aspire. Did you type in Summer Days Aspire? Wow, this is so... <laughs> so this is a, a tune that I wrote um, years ago. This is a song that um, I wrote actually when I first met Aaron. I don't see it. Summer day, you're right there. Aspire, I see it. This one's this, this. Yeah, it's like a blue album cover. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's it. So this is a tune it's that a, I wrote. It doesn't have you on it. It says Lauren Eisenreich and Christopher. I know. I bitched at her for that. She didn't give me credit for it. On the album, I'm credited, but not on the YouTube. Yeah, this is definitely it. <laughs> this is me. I wrote it. I didn't perform. Well, only 16 people have viewed it, so... I know. Uh, 15 of them are me. Uh, <laughs> um, I wrote this based around... This is one of the first uh, vacations that Aaron and I took. We went to Cape May for a weekend. And when we came back, I just wrote based around that trip. And, I, and it's like based around love and based around just enjoying and it has a very Cape May it's a bossa nova it's very beachy kind of sounding idea behind it but it's like it bingo yeah but uh Clay Cauley who's the pianist on this he took this to a whole new level when he starts to improvise like Lauren Eisenreich is the trombonist and then we have uh her boyfriend I, I can't remember playing soprano saxophone doing some beautiful stuff on it but Clay is it, Hawley is it Christopher Ruth yes yes resistance um <laughs> he he really uh uh Clay Cauley though the pianist really took the idea behind it and played with it because he understood what the piece was about and um I actually, no, I got into it with them about this because they didn't credit me on the YouTube version. The CD, I am credited, written by Nicholas Jones, but the YouTube, I'm not, and to me, that bothers me, just because... You think? Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> now, why would that bother you? <laughs> because that's the one that's actually going to be looked at, even though there's, yeah, there's only 16 views and 15 of them are me because I pulled Repost this up Repost yourself, this. written by Nicholas Jones, performed by Schmucks. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it on craft beer post show absolutely but uh no clay Colley is a an amazing musician who's uh an amazing pianist and he he took the idea of exactly what i wanted and just played with that and did a phenomenal job now what's very unique about this because this is very early in my writing stages so this is my first um year of college and uh when i wrote this tune and it, it's very early, and I basically just wrote the melody and the chord changes and allowed them to take away. But Clay Cawley on piano does a fantastic job of playing off of it. So what would you say the melody of this tune is? Like if you, if it's, the, it's the first portion. You'll hear it again at the second. No, but I mean, like, if, if you had to, like, pull it out and just sort of hum it, what would... The trombone part that was back there. At the yeah. beginning. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just trying to, 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 to feel, get a feel for... You'll hear it again. I'll point it out no, again. No, I'm trying to get a feel for how the piano player is sort of moving around. He right? plays off the melody. Mm-hmm. That's melody. Right. It reminds me of something. It's been a long time since I've listened to this. What is that? What's that song? Girl from Ipanema. Yeah, Girl from Oh, it has a Girl from Ipanema recognition to it. 
absolutely especially on the bridge uh you you I'll, I'll point it out it, it has a very girl like i said this is early Which is in my fun. Hey, great art great art of steel right yeah exactly it's no and then this part though. here is pretty killer so this is on the bridge of the portion so this seems like a key change it felt like uh, it yeah, it, it is. It goes to D flat major, uh, which is complete opposite of F major, and now we're back to F major, and then we're going to D minor, which is coincidental because like earlier the other tune was in D minor and F major, so this tune is also in D minor and F major, but it's not. And I love the chord descend descending that he uses there. This is cool. Yeah, I dig this. Yeah, this was one of the first tunes I wrote, and I love this part. Yeah, like, it feels very Clay playful. Clay very, yeah. very fantastic pianist. And then he continues on. And then this is the bridge in D-flat major. Because I remember I, I, I looked up to him because he was a master's student at the time when I wrote this, and he just said, he's like, you write really beautiful chords. And uh, that, to me, was just such an inspiration to hear someone like that say that. What kind of piano is he playing on here? Uh, I think yeah. a Baldwin Grand. Grand? And then here's the melody. It just... I mean, I'm hardly a music guy. Yeah. It didn't sound like a Grand. I, I don't know, it It's sound... cheaply recorded. Okay. Same guy who did my recordings for my... Uh, other stuff that I've done. He's cheap. If for some reason it sounds like an upright or something. And maybe. then this part here is totally Girl from Impanema right now. I definitely get this sort of bassa nova. Oh, it's all bossa nova. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Everything about it is bossa because I was studying Jovina at the time. Yeah. It's one of the pixies best And then this little vamp kind of idea. I just said, just go with it. Like, this is early in my compositional writing. Because it was very. Yeah, like, this feels like someone going, la 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 at the end of the song, right? It, well, it was them just doing it. Because I told them, I was like, this is kind of what I want. Literally, when I wrote the song, I had one sheet of music, it had the melody written on it with chords written above it. It was very, very early in my writing. And now when I compose, I write every single musical part out. And I write I'm telling you, I think you'd be really movie. good at like uh, doing that for like movies or stuff like that. Because if you can think on that level, then you know, and you can tell stories, that's where you know movie soundtracks come from. Yeah, and and then that's something that I'm like really focused on now. <laughs> This is a great song. It really is, though. Baby is cold outside. I mean, it's totally rapey. <laughs> it's so rapey. But best songs are rapey. Did you get to put that D in her? Well, I mean, it's... So, there is... Well, it's like, alright. Is it rapey or is it just like, you know, exaggeration? I don't kinda. think it's rapey. I think, I think yeah. it's just like, it's not exaggerating how far really, they actually went with yeah. the girls and girls being like, no, that never, we, yeah. we need it, to hold hands. It's not as rapey as Revenge of the Nerds. Have right. you watched that yes. now recently? Yeah. It yeah. is oh. so fucking rapey. Uh-huh. It is so rapey to where they're peeping Tom's. They put cameras in their rooms. Well, to where he actually them. rapes the girl in the end. He does, because he pretends to be her boyfriend. Right. And she's okay with it. Like, it is so horribly rapey. Yeah. And I actually have a video clip that I recorded. Well, she's okay with it because he made her come. And her boyfriend didn't. What doesn't justify it. I'm just saying that that's the way that they, like, they made it. They tried to justify it. It's so rapey, though. It's awful. Like, uh, here's a video I have of it. <laughs> what is that? That's Revenge of the Nerds. I know, but what is that? What? Uh, it was from Snapchat. But what's the? What, what was the point of? I sent it to John Schultz. But 
There's that was there, not the scene that was any that was rapey. That was no. the scene where, where where they got everybody high and they the, got everyone high and everyone's the, pelvic thrusting. You know, yeah, it's not. But it it's a it's a great scene that I sent to John Schultz saying this should be us because it's it's so funny. But the rest and then the rest of the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And the rest of the conversation. And the rest of the conversation went on to be like, oh my god, this is this movie is so fucking ridiculously rapey. Yeah. Like it's horribly, horribly, seriously rapey, like, very, very much so, disgustingly rapey. I mean, but that was the eighties. I mean, it, it, it's the eighties were very rapey. I mean, like I think of like Bachelor it's all Party that with Tom Hanks, and it's just like even that movie's a little bit weird too when you really start diving into it. What was the Robin Williams joke? Cocaine is a way of is, is God's way of telling you you have too much money. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Wonder what she's doing now. Masturbating. <laughs> what? It's the female version of Fat, Fat, Fat. <laughs> oh, you broke Nick. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you. On that note, I'm going to take a pee. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that note. <laughs> so that's what... That's what this Japanese karaoke is going to be like. It's going to be a blast. I, I cannot wait. It's going to be a blast. I'm gonna have so so I was fun. telling Nick, you know, I would be all over this, but because I was away from the family yes. from Friday through Wednesday, mm-hmm. if I can do anything, it'll be after the kids are in bed. So I'll have to, you know, get the updates and see what you guys are doing around. I won't be there till like, nine. Till so. nine or so. Yeah. What time are you planning to do it? Oh, uh, this is not, I don't plan anything. I'm just going I'm along. with you. Yep. High five. I'm just going along. It just it would not be cool to ask my wife to. Get my wife to get another vacation <laughs> to get another vacation day. Um, it's not. I mean, it's just vacation a couple hours. It's not a vacation day. Those are the and hardest. For, those are the hardest hours. <laughs> the two three hours before they go to bed are the worst hours. Uh, yeah, yeah. Kids. I know. Oh, yeah, kids. That's what I meant. Kids. Kids. What? What? I would have never gotten that much time. Is it Annie? Annie? So, the reason I got that much time is I don't expect my dad's going to be able to do, be very effective at hunting. What's the matter with kids today? Isn't that from Annie? No. I think you're, uh, you're thinking of that, the... The song, um, I can't even think of the words, but it's when they had to clean the floor with, with no, it's, it's some musical, it's, it's a kid singing about how horrible kids are. This is, well, kids, a, what's the matter with kids today? Didn't, didn't, I think it's something like that. Andy has like a, a horrible life song. Yeah, well, no, it has, a, has a, a, a it's it. a that's hard knock life. Hard knock life. Yeah, yeah. that's it. That's what I think that's one you're thinking it's of. But I think Daddy Warbucks probably sings a song about shitty kids. Maybe. No, this is this is a this is a kid complaining about the other kids around it because he's you know. Is this one of those show tunes you had to he's, listen he's to like in a the car show. on a Saturday? Is this one of those show tunes you had to listen to in a car driving around with your parents? Probably. <laughs> so, so we have these things. Like, Greg has this, like, nauseous feeling when he hears certain, well, he hears the Beatles or certain show tunes because he relates them to driving in a car on the weekend. For me, for me, it's like, American Country Countdown and having to listen to Bob Kingsley do the American Country Countdown because I'm sick in the back seat getting car sick. <laughs> so that is, you know, for Greg, it's the Beatles and show tunes, and for me, it's American Country Countdown. Mm, um, <laughs> but, you know, we just had the same experience in like different the, places. The Rolling Stones. Because every time I hear the Rolling Stones, they're one album. Bye Bye Birdie. That's where it's from. Oh. But when I was expecting him in the maternity. You know I love. 
I want to hear sh Aaron's share shared experience. Sloppy, lazy, it was I was working in a retail store and um, they played Rolling Stones this one album over and over and over, and over and over again. They literally that's all they would play is um, the Rolling Stones album. So every time I hear it, I just like cringe because it's just like like I'm back there again, like working in retail. Oh okay. Do you guys have like a sitting in the back seat with your parents, like going somewhere, and like the stuff that's on the radio just makes you sick? No. You don't have that. No. Nick? No, I was going to say, that's how I feel when, um, and I don't care because I'm not under any contract or anything with this company. When I work, used to work for FYE, I used to, oh my god, if I hear certain pop tunes, I go insane. Because it was like my early years in college, and I started, like, anytime I would hear that one song, uh, uh, he sounds like a, a goat, a dying goat is what isn't, he sounds isn't that like. what's her face? Well, no. Every time I hear that one song by Katy Perry, I always go insane. I I always hated. Uh, and there was a canter that we had when I used to be forced to go to a synagogue with my parents, and and she she go, ah, and it was like I, I called her Goat Lady because she would, <laughs> she would do that. Like I always call Stevie Nicks Goat Lady. She that's would, what Stevie Nicks. That's who I was thinking yeah, of. Yeah, but that's not who I was thinking of. He sounds like a dying. Like a, I can't remember his name. It's, for, for Heather, it's probably Fleetwood Mac. That's it probably. Been around that's Probably her backseat car sick. Yeah. You know, takes her back to the car backseat and gets her car sick. We never like, like I never had that issue. Huh. I'm around 2011. My parents weren't obsessed with music. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but I worked at an entertainment thing. Like I know I hated the Katy Perry like uh, pyramid thing. Uh, uh, I can't remember the name without. I can't remember like music. Vocal fry. <laughs> I wish I could remember. Like, uh, forget. No, it wasn't forget you because I like. I uh, fuck you. I like that song. Um, it's something along that line. I don't know, babe. You. Uh, I wanted to to play this for you, Nick, because I wanted like. You probably won't get any in jokes, and I. It's been a while, but. Fish and Live do do those like parodies of songs, and I thought like they do these great songs. So let me see if I can pull it up for you because I think you'd like it. Uh, if I can find it. Where is it? Come on. Come on, damn it. <laughs> Show oh me. Father. Show me these songs. Jeff, talk. Uh, things and stuff. <laughs> things. I printed Greg a, a uh, housewarming yeah, gift. Yeah, thank you. It's a uh, holder for his Oculus. So hopefully yes. that works well. Okay, there's two that I want to play. So the first one, you know the uh, Friends Who Died song from... Um, damn, who who made that song? Uh, We're talking, Jim. Friends Who Died. Friends Who Died, written in 1976. People who, people who Died by Jim Carroll Band. Okay, no. This is... Uh... Neo, that's who it was. What? I don't even know what you're looking up. The, the, the singer who Gets notches. I have a song. I think of uh, Dawn of the Dead remake. Yeah. So this is you know, a song about you know somebody. It's a punk song about people who died. So they they did a song called Fish Who Died, <laughs> about the fish that died. Daddy was the first who got hit with the curse Sank right to the bottom when the girl fell sick Long Donovan was next from a wound in the chest Parasites bursted out like that alien flick Barely had time to say goodbye Before both fish died Those of fish who died, died Those of fish who died, died Those of fish who died, died It's funny, except, you know how few people are going to actually know Yeah, no, it's, it's true, but it's like you can hear the... You can, but people are going to think it's... You know, they're going to think it's kind of just a homage to Sex Pistols or something, you know? So, yeah, okay, so let me play the other one that I wanted you to hear. Let's see. 
Oh my god, I cannot find this song to save oh my, my life. Oh my god. Oh like O M G like oh my gosh. What is he like fucking whispers and it's it's not without you. It's like With or without you. And I keep typing in Neo music and it's not like working. Type in the year. Oh man, the matrix. I tried doing the year and everything. Long gone run. He's not red or warm. Oh, Donovan was the name of this. This is supposed to be a, uh, a cold play. Yeah. <laughs> this is, they did this during, okay, hold on a second. They did this during the Super Bowl <laughs> halftime. This was their Super Bowl thing, and this is when Coldplay and Beyonce were playing. Ah. So they did a parody of Coldplay and Beyonce songs. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Beyonce. <laughs> That's what they say when people call this this noise in the background. Turn down your bullshit. Yeah. yeah. God, I wish I could remember what that Neo song's called. The guy named Max Simonet on the show. Here you are. Unless you have an iPhone 7. That ain't gonna work because you have an iPhone 7. Wait, wait. <laughs> I'm just trying to find what it is. I used to hate the fish. Get them out of my home and off my dish. The one day Gwyneth left oh, yeah. the house. <laughs> So I might have had my Coldplay. Is it called Close to You? Is that what it's called? Or Coldplay or... I might have had my Coldplay break, breakthrough. What's your breakthrough? Well, you were talking... Was it Coldplay or what? No, what's the band that... No, Radiohead. Radiohead. I listened to Mr. Robot or... Uh, Automat- what's it called? Automatic Robot or... I don't know. After the last time we had the conversation, we were like, yeah. uh, no. Um, so you're thinking of the album uh, that that uh, Parent Android is on. That's it, is, Android. Uh, Android. Parent Android is a, is a song. Oh, okay, but the the album was um, that one's fine. It's anyway, not the song I, I listened to it mm-hmm. and I had a breakthrough. It it wasn't didn't make me want to slice my wrist anymore. Well, that, that's good. That was it. Did you enjoy it, it or did, did you just not want to slice? I mean, I enjoyed it. I A lot more than I ever had previously. Okay, well, that's cool. I'm glad to hear that, yeah, because that's a, I mean, yeah, they're, they're, I'm not saying that everything they make is awesome. It's not like the Pixies' four albums. It's not like everything you can listen mm-hmm. to is amazing. But... This is the song. Oh God! Oh God! I'm gonna fucking kill you. Where's that? Where's that thing? <laughs> and the best part is, Greg thinks you did that. <laughs> I know. No, I knew. I knew. All right, this was the song that. Okay, computer is name of the album. Okay, right? computer. That's it. This makes me think of nightmares. When every time I hear it, I think of fucking Fye. Let's uh, fast forward through. Wait a minute, this isn't it. Hey I know it's it's with hey or girl. without you. All right, hold on. Let me try and find this. It, it's hey girl. Is it with or without you? I don't know. <laughs> no, it isn't because that was the song. With or listening. without you. I don't think it's talking song? about you too. Yeah, I think that's it. You're talking about you too? No. It's Neo. It might not be. I don't think it matters at this point. I think we moved past that. 
discussion. Not me. Okay. I'm, I'm like stuck on it with. Without you, without you. Because he always said chew. Sounds horrible. Yeah, he always said fucking chew, and it drove me insane. <laughs> like, uh, oh my god, get get the fuck out of here. With or without you, maybe. maybe I'm still burping up that goddamn treehouse. Oh my gosh, I, I only took one sip of it. <laughs> every time. Yep, this, this is, is the song I'm thinking of from the Pixies. They're going higher. Wind is whistling on the bob. Your head's a hammer. You'll know why in a second. Why? Here it comes. Get it to work. I don't think this is it. Either. Oh my god, Nick. Does it matter at this point? It doesn't. I, I can at least get the other Katy Perry tune, though, Jesus. that I fucking hated. Just tell me the name and I can put it here. I don't know the name! God damn it! This was the Katy Perry tune that I fucking oh couldn't god. Stand. Oh no, stop that. Stop. Please do not connect. Friday, Friday. That hurts everybody's ears. And every. Oh, that song. This god. song I couldn't fucking stand when it came out. Juicy J. Yeah, this song sucks. I couldn't fucking stand it. This is a song that I consistently heard when I worked there. Okay, there was a song that I wanted to play for um, for Thanksgiving. I'm gonna see if I can find it. Actually, I'm just hold on. Before you do that, I just need to play one song. Ugh. Yeah, I'm, I'm, okay, right, everyone gets it. But you haven't heard this song. I guarantee you haven't heard this song. Stop it. I gotta fly home for Thanksgiving, but I'm not liking what I'm seeing when it's coming to the tickets. The price is too high online. Not paying all that money to be fly. The same shit go down. Mom calls me up and brings me down. Tells me I gotta fly back to her town. Just to watch some bee bags wolf turkey down. Airport gonna be so damn packed. Security worry, grandma gonna hijack the plane. Get on the flight, no leg room. Damn baby cried. Get back in the womb. I don't understand what I'm paying for. I'm in the back row by the bathroom door. I can't believe what I'm going through. Cheap tickets and travel zoo too. Why all these airlines trying to work me? I'm not paying five $100 to watch Juice Bags eat turkey. I didn't want to come because it always sucks. Eating this song is called I'm Not Paying $500 to Watch Juice Bags Eat Turkey. And it's about not paying $500 to watch Juice Bags Eat Turkey. The 70s jam to it. Oh, it's very disco. But this is 
is like an old pop tune. Well, old meaning like. Oof, oh, oh, stop it! Sorry. Oh God. Oh, all right, that's it's it. I'm I done. Have, I'm done. I have an I, I, iPhone case. I'm done. It's all fixed. And I will will not move. Is this is this get lucky? Like the oh yeah, it's a good song, man. Yeah. It's not a good song. It's the same thing over and over and over again. I hate it. That's what disco is, baby. But it's worse than disco somehow because it's just it, because it, it's fucking thirty years later. Twenty thirteen, yeah. <laughs> Things have moved on. I mean, okay, here's a good disco song. Look at, look at Jeff getting into it. Look at Jeff getting into it. I like it. I love it. Can you warn me when you take that thing out so I can... Yeah. Okay, stop that. Can you warn me when you take your thing stop out, Nick? Stop that. Here's a good disco song. That's out of context. <laughs> oh, wrong one. Sorry. You know this song. In a room full of strangers. I do not know this song. You might recognize it when the standing in the night. When the chorus comes in, you might recognize it. Well, I had to follow you. Oh, you did not want me to. Maybe. That's definitely the best pop tunes in the last five years. It's very snappy. Fuck you. Some good fish center, of course, in Perry. This where it was, there was a a fish called Old Blue that was attacking another fish. That's the thing, and I'm like, flush blue. As long as I can do the harmonies, sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I sang this song like the gigs. It was so much fun. I love this song. had that thing in your apartment. I don't know if you saw it or not, but it was music is what feelings sound like. That was in our bathroom. Yeah, this is... <laughs> that was for when you're shitting. <laughs> this is that kind of... 
This is the feeling of like putting something behind you, like you're over it, and you're just like, fuck you. This I'm is done. Such a good song. Yeah. I've never knew this version of the song. Really? You only knew the uh, radio version. Yeah. What is that? That or the Muppets version where the chickens are balking the song. I was going to say, the radio version's Forget You. Oh. It's so much fun. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Some shit. I still wish you the best. Fuck you. So good. Never knew that was the original version. Oh yeah. Isn't it awesome? <laughs> it's good. It's so good. Cela Green's awesome, especially back when he was with Gnarls Barkley. Like mm-hmm. crazy. Like that come on, that's such a good tune too. Uh, it's so much fun. I remember um, I sang that at my sister's uh, graduation party because they hired me no. being the musician. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of old people. And I knew a lot of old people liked that song. But I didn't want to play the explicit version of Fuck You. But I decided to anyways. And uh, when I was done, like I took a break. One of the guys, he was younger. His name was John. He came up to me and he's like, it was so funny watching you sing that CeeLo Green tune. I'm like, why? And he goes, because every single time before you said fuck you, you would like look both ways. <laughs> to be like, is, is this okay? <laughs> fuck you! <laughs> you recognize this. Alright, here we go, here we go, here we go. <laughs> hey, yo. Lamb, fleece, white snow, blood, sheep. Christ knows, lay me on the cross and lift me up. My first record was the first fucking record. What's up? I'm the source of the light you used to see. Everyone on the grid comes back to me. I fucked Tesla's mom till she couldn't pee. Cause my brain is a planet and my dick is a tree. Thomas Edison, you get your black ass in here. We got a head. <laughs> Did you watch his video on when he called Congress about the net neutrality? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He just looks like. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. It, was... <laughs> it looks like he just woke up before he calls. Uh, Dan Harmon's the stuff. Great Minds is, is one of my favorite things. Yeah, he's Great ever Minds done. of History is so fucking funny. Absolutely love that. All right, so we should probably head. It's almost midnight, so. Uh... Peace. Or as the Canadians say, peace out. Peace out. Jeff, give me a Canadian peace out. Peace out. There you go. Aaron. Aaron. Peace out. Peace out. Peace out. Take off, you hoosers. <laughs>